0: If you want to see more content from what you hear in this episode, simply visit dailyexaminer.com.au and subscribe now. This is On The Frontline a series that reveals the first-hand experiences of New South Wales rural fire volunteers during the Clarence Valley's horrific 2019 bushfire season. Well, we had seasoned firefighters sitting in the in the station crying and just saying, this is the worst I've ever seen it.
1: There was one night here and it just went off like a bomb. It was so loud and um, bright and you just knew that it was in into the national park. It just came through really fast and it was really windy and really dark and really dusty. It was pretty angry when it came through. It was, it was like one of those things you see on the news, you know.
0: I'm Jenna Thompson, taking you across the region to hear directly from those who risked their lives in order to protect their community. For Womba Fire Brigade Senior Deputy Captain Jason Nelson, it's not just the adrenaline of being on a fire ground, it's the complete package that comes with being a part of his local brigade.
1: I love yeah, the mateship that's formed, um, the camaraderie you know, that, that you can build up and many, many memorable moments that I'll uh, remember for, for a long, long time until the day I die. Each brigade I've been associated with, we've done um, the Christmas run, um, where um, we've participated um, with Santa on, on one of the trucks and um, you know to see the, the look on kids faces and um, how they adore him yeah I really enjoy that and then from a more serious side I've, I've been with some yeah fires that have uh, really impacted you know our communities people really look up to you to uh to help out, and that—that's at the end of the day, that's what they we're there for, yes. In
0: 2019, the Clarence Valley endured months of bushfires across the region, some starting as early as July. But of the many bushfires Jason fought that year, it was the one that came just 200 metres from his home that he'll never forget. What started as a debris burn near Mile Creek Road bore a ridge, quickly grew into a major bushfire that engulfed over 120,000 hectares of land across two local government areas. For Jason, a bushfire of this magnitude in this region was well overdue. I
1: work up in Woodburn and I used to um, drive up through the bush there and um, just note that there's a lot of bush um, in between us and, um, and woodburn and um, yeah, one day a fire's just going to rip through here, I just know it. I just didn't realise that would would be within the next two or three months. Um,
0: what lay between Mile Creek Road and the village of Womba was more than 60 kilometres of untouched bushland. And, like the rest of Australia, the New South Wales North Coast was enduring a drought so severe even the greenest corners of the region weren't immune. Jason's 13 years with the Rural Fire Service had taught him that in such a dry climate and with the right weather conditions, even the smallest of sparks could quickly become lethal.
1: So I was once a member of a brigade out near um, Gunnedah out west and um, we had a couple of fires out there that just um, went to emergency level really quick You know, obviously the conditions and and the wind. It was probably one of the first instances that it really opened my eyes how how fast a fire can um, um, take hold. And, um, you know, from something simple, from a guy just welding a new gate on his front gate to basically um, burning out 500 hectares of bush and grass and um, impacting, you know, multiple properties and stuff like that. In
0: 2013... Jason witnessed firsthand how a single lightning strike on the western side of Warren Bungle National Park, located just 35 kilometres from Coonabarabran, led to over 40,000 hectares of burnt bushland. Jason was one of the firefighters who helped protect the Siding Spring Observatory.
1: And um, that was a full night of really full-on protecting and um looking around and and waiting for the fire to come, and and, uh, yeah, it was a really, really full-on time.
0: On November 8, 2019, Jason's prediction for a major bushfire between the Clarence and Richmond Valley regions came true. Within hours of ignition, the Mile Creek Road fire began its deadly tour of destruction, An emergency warning has been issued for a bushfire burning at Mile Creek Road in northeastern New South Wales. The fire has already burnt through approximately 79,000 hectares. Fire activity has increased on the southern edge. Over the next few weeks, Jason watched the fire move east toward New Italy, 30 kilometres north of Womba. He and many other fire crews were hopeful the Pacific Highway would provide a crucial containment line to hold it in the western side. It just
1: kept creeping down and then when it started to impact um, the Clarence Valley LGA, we were just um, receiving more and more calls um, to go to do property protection on Tully Morgan Road and and then um, the morning that it um, had spotted over to the eastern side of the highway in multiple um, spots and we knew what we were in for a really really difficult few days and um, we just had to just yeah fall back to Womba and um, just start to prepare for impact fire impact
0: While Jason and his crew were defending homes along Tully Morgan Road at Ashby, the fire began to trickle east toward Womba. This
1: morning, the, uh, the fire burning on the east of the uh, Pacific Highway um, has jumped our containment line and is now currently heading towards the community of Womba. Uh, and Iluka, and um, currently we've got um, our large air tankers from Coffs Harbour um, currently running a retardant line, a line behind those homes um, to protect them from the, uh, the ensuing fire. It was a bit of a surprise, though, because it's quite early in the day, yeah? Look, it, um, it broke containment at about 6 o'clock this morning, and uh, it's got into uh, tea tree and uh, paperbark swamp country, and it's just run through there fairly fairly quickly. At the moment, the aircraft uh, are doing their thing to slow the fires progress. We've got resources in the area. Uh, it's probably too late for us to put backburns in purely because the winds are... Once
0: back at Womba Station, Jason was relieved to discover that outside crews had arrived and were ready to face the approaching inferno.
1: Um, there was already crews starting to work in one of the fire trails to the north of Womba and then it was, um, yeah, starting to impact houses on Mororo Road and so I was, yeah, down in down Maroro Road and then um, it was getting closer and closer to Womba itself and um, we were lucky enough that um, we were able to have, uh, yeah, rotating crews so we had night crews and day crews and, um, um, Lock like just from our our local little brigade, as well as multiple crews from um, from the north and, and south and out of area as well. We've got a um, couple of older members in in our brigade and have lived here a long, long time. And um, sometimes I would go to the station of of a morning, and um, and they would be down there and you know very dedicated, hanging around the station, helping out where they can. And, um, you know, they were saying to me that they've never, ever experienced in my 40, 50 years of living here a fire like this. And um, even at a, I was yeah, told by one of them that we're, we're stuffed, you know, <laughs> was, was his words. And, um, I, and, yeah, I really started to, to think that um, this was yeah, quite bad.
0: But unlike the previous fires he had fought out west, Jason knew the Clarence Valley region had a secret weapon to help control the blaze.
1: We're just thankful that we have the big Clarence River right on our doorstep, that endless amounts of water, and they were drawing out of that in um, very, very short turnarounds, and um, even the helicopters were drawing out of the ocean um, sometimes as well. And... um, it was, yeah, amazing to watch and um, really, really good to be, um, that yeah, they're, they're available and, like I said, it just gives ground crews so much more um, confidence that, you know, that they're there.
0: As crews worked along Luca Road to protect properties from the blaze, despite the serious circumstances, Jason found some humour in the situation.
1: Yeah, one of the things, I was giving directions to one of uh, a strike team that was coming into the area, and I told their team leader over the radio that you have to turn um, left onto Fat Duck Road and then right onto Wild Goose Chase. And he he replied back saying, are you being serious? And I said, I'm being dead serious. Yes, that's where we need you to be. And um, he said, "Okay, we're inbound. And um, they did arrive, and... um, he yeah, immediately apologised, questioning my um, directions, but um, he said some of these names were, yeah, of uh, street names were, are out of this world in this little town. And I said, yes, we we're um, yeah, quite unique in that way. And um,
0: <laughs> After several gruelling days and nights, Multiple fire crews, both on the ground and in the air, were able to stop the fire from destroying homes in both the Womba and Iluka villages. Unfortunately, everyone was too exhausted to celebrate. For Jason, he had already fought in several major bushfires in the Clarence Valley that year.
1: I started fairly early in the season and we were, um, went to the Shark Creek fire, which um, also impacted like places like Brooms Head, um, um, Wulawaya and um, Engowri, uh even Amber, at, at one stage was um, thought to be impacted. And then um, the night the Liberation Trial fire um, ripped through um, Nimboida, we were there, yeah. And, um, and just so on, there's just been yeah, so many fires that we've attended. And um, it was um, yeah, un- unbelievable, really, and it's, I've never um, been at fires that have stayed at emergency level so late at, the, at night, you know, and um, how the fire behaved and stuff like that was just, yeah, totally blew my mind.
0: The Mile Creek Road fire came within metres of residential properties in the Womba village. But thanks to the efforts of countless firefighters, not one home was lost. However, Jason hopes residents and RFS volunteers will take valuable lessons from the experience.
1: I, I think, you know, we do live in a really um, fire prone area and we just have to realise that and um, know that it will happen again one day. Yeah, you know, be prepared and look back on how we, how we did things whether it's five or eight years time, and um, just know that it can just go anywhere and impact anywhere at any any given time. Yeah, given the right conditions and stuff like that. Yeah, 2019 2020 will be a season that will I'll never forget. And um, but I'm sure there'll be bad ones to come again. Um, we've just hopefully keep keep learning and um, making improvements, and which I'm, I'm sure will happen for sure
0: You've been listening to On the Frontline. If you want to see more content from what you hear in this episode, simply visit dailyexaminer.com.au and subscribe now. If you're interested in volunteering for the New South Wales Rural Fire Service, visit www.rfs.nsw.gov.au forward slash volunteer or visit your nearest brigade. If this episode has raised any issues for you please contact Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14.